Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 133. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. This is Intrigue at Iceberg Station. Lily and Imogen head to Iceberg Station to complete two jobs recover stolen Protoss Dragoon materials to return to Solundus, and steal a warp blade from the Taldarim Landasha to embarrass her for Malorn. Complications arise from Malorn's true motives. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. I believe we left off on Char, or you were just departing Char? Yes, we had left Char, and Solundus had called us when we were traveling through space. Yes, she requested you recover the Dragoon Control Crystal. If you could, the whole Dragoon, but she understands that's bulky. It was described as possibly being able to fit in our ship if it was dismantled. Yes, that is correct. At which point it occurred to Imogen, or I'm telling you right now, it has occurred to Imogen. That if they're going all squished in Malorn's uh, little spaceship, fitting the disassembled Dragoon is not really on the table. It's not going to happen. And now that we know, well, Solendis had thought pirates were still in charge of the station. So it seems like probably Landasha's group is using the pirates to do certain tasks for them. So now I'm trying to think of ways that we can have freedom of movement at the station. Right. You had considered the idea of Acting as though you had taken Malorn prisoner and were bringing him in? Yes. I think that's an idea that, that Imogen suggests to Lily as we're traveling, because it, it might require Lily getting Malorn drunk. Like, if Malorn does not agree to this plan, and we decide we still want to go through with this plan, we're probably going to need a drunk Malorn. Huh. Because Malorn might consider it beneath him to be uh, captured by Terrence, although it has happened to him in the past. <laughs> Make sure to bring that up. But then there's also, like, aside from his own personal pride issues, there's also this, like, counting coup thing he's got going on where he has to amass a certain amount of Taldarim points before he's allowed to challenge Lagasha. Yeah, it's a really complicated system. And so I don't know if we would inadvertently make him lose some of those Taldarim points. I'm still hopeful that someday he will realize that he doesn't need to be trying to get into this club, but... I mean, keep dreaming. Everybody's got to have a project. Yeah, there's other projects. You're meeting Malorn at an undisclosed location. Where are you meeting him? That is hypothetically a safe place to store your ship, because that's the nominally what's the previous agreement was. The asteroid was talked about as being a Kalmorian type place at some point in time, like, and I don't know where those space like if they're all intermingled with each other or not. It did occur to me that Dead Man's Rock might be a place to meet that is on the essentially outskirts. And where one could hide one's ship in a giant pile of trash. That is definitely true. I don't know if that's fair to just suddenly spring upon you that we're going there. I'm okay with it. Wait, why are we well, taking his ship? I was under the impression that the reason why he needed us was because it was easier for us to get in. But if we show up in Protoss' ship... I think it, it was he was taking us because we owe him. And because he, although not admitting it out loud, thinks we're competent and useful. There was something we were supposed to be able to do because our ship wouldn't show up on the sensors. Is that not this place? 
I think that's not this place. Lily's <laughs> like, wait, which uh, job is oh, this? You, you do make a point, though. I think Malorn might have said something along those lines of not tripping protocitors. But I mean, Solindus also said similar types of things. And, and the separate issue is like not tripping Zerg sensors when we go after Neiman. Right. So there's a whole bunch of things that we do where we don't oh, want to Neiman. sensors of other people. Okay. I think it must have been the Neiman thing. So I was just like, why are we taking his ship? No, don't get me wrong. Lily wants to be in his ship. She totally wants to ride in that thing. We definitely have to rendezvous someplace with an atmosphere. Okay. Uh, let's say it's Dead Man's Rock. Okay. If you're going to say that, I need to remind you, I have a piece of mail to deliver. That you've been holding on to for a little while. Yeah, a few months. Because I haven't been back this way. That is totally fine, in fact. There's a hastily scrawled note, probably on a post-it note, stuck inside an envelope. Of, don't call me, your loving husband, Matthew. I have no idea what it says, because dear Matthew said, like, don't read it. No, I thought he said you can read it. What did he? He jokingly said, oh, and make sure you don't read it. Right, <laughs> petulantly it's, making fun It's of. like we're out of milk. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I delivered him a letter, and it seemed that delivering letters was the price for passage back in the day. Ah, I see, I see. And we got a lift from Matt, so I need to deliver the letter. Okay, I think that's reasonable. So you have some coordinates on Dead Man's Rock that you agree to meet Malornet. As you approach in the atmosphere, however, you get hailed by somebody. Just saying like, hey, who do you think you are? What's your business on Dead Man's Rock today? Should I use Streetwise for this? Yeah, I think Streetwise sounds good. Just give me a two purple. They just don't want any narcs showing up. Oh, it's a wash. They're a little concerned. Your ship looks like some kind of official... What is this? Confederate? Dominion? Who's in charge these days? I grab the microphone away from Lily. <laughs> Lily's like, science does? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so Imogen's like, if you could see the mishmash of parts inside this thing, you'd have a very different opinion. You think this is still streetwise? You think this is charm? I think it's streetwise. Okay. Uh, I'm going to upgrade because you failed the previous check, so he's, he's on edge. Unless you're saying I need to switch to a different skill because Streetwise didn't work. No, this is fine. Failure with two advantages. They start shooting at us and we just irradiate them all. They say like, look, I can smell a narc even in a world this gross looking. Get out of here before we blast you out of the sky. Mira's not seen any Dominion creeps. Can I try coercion? You can, but you're going to be upgraded and you're going to have a black die. Okay. And my advantages from before? Uh, you got some information that this person has direct information about Mira. All right. I was going to name drop Mirahan anyway. Do you have knack for coercion? I do have a knack for coercion. So at that point, I was like, well, great. Then you could tell Mira that uh, she can't get her mail because you're afraid of a unarmed science vessel landing on your piece of junk rock. Okay. How's that go? That has three successes and an advantage. Okay. Mira's mail. Ugh, there's always something. I thought Matt Horner was Mira's mail. <laughs> <laughs> you just got like a package or something. Why don't you get like low atmo and just drop it off, okay? <laughs> just like push a cardboard box like off the gantry. <laughs> More or less, that's what he's suggesting. I mean, were you thinking that Mira Han, that's how she would want her mail delivered? That's a good really question for Lily to, to ask. To interject. Yeah, I guess I could say that. I think that's a streetwise... It's a practical criminal thing. Uh, I think two purples. Two successes and a threat. Two successes and a threat. You're going to take a strain. Yeah. It's like, uh, 
fine. Mira's not going to like any of this, though. I mean, it's not every day that Mira gets a letter from Matt Horner. So regardless of what it says, I'm thinking she might be slightly cheerful. That is true. I don't say that. So he says, you can land. He's not going to go out of his way to harass you, but whatever happens to your ship happens to your ship. That's fine. We were planning to hide our ship in a giant pile of garbage eventually anyway. Yes. Uh, so I would like a hard pilot check. All right. Is there anything I can do to assist finding a safer place to land? Yes. Or do we have to land at one of the crappy spaceports? No, no, no. You can... I'm torn between just a perception check. Yeah, I think perception check. Two purples and a black, just because this place is gross. That's all right. I stand right next to Lily. It is successful with one threat. Okay. The place that you find will be a pretty good, safe place to hide your ship, you think? Excellent. That's the threat? Oh, you had a threat too? Uh, the ship can take us a point of strain if you want. Oh, yeah. The ship's going to be taking a point of strain, though. Let's just see if it's just going to be one. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Five advantages and two failures. Oh, boy. Oh, this poor ship. Yeah. You go down. It looks like a pretty good, you know, nice hiding place. The, the, <laughs> just trying to deliver a letter. There's like a sinkhole. And so it becomes a really good hiding place later. <laughs> yeah. It will become a fantastic hiding place. The problem is you just set down your ship and... <laughs> It gives way all of a sudden. I would like from you a daunting pilot check to escape the sudden cloud of debris and falling avalanching junk. Do we need coordination checks ourselves inside because the ship suddenly falls? I think Imogen does. I feel like Lily is strapped into whatever whatever the pilot Harness? situation is. Yeah, Because there's not chairs. Whereas Imogen described herself as getting up and standing right next to Lily. Yep. All right. What is the coordination difficulty? feel like it's going to be hard. Can I add, give her some of my advantages for that? Uh, or should I uh, use them for the piloting check? <laughs> you might want to use them for the piloting check, but... Uh, Please, I'm a lot easier to fix than the ship is. Ooh. Imogen will heal, the ship won't. All right. So you can take two blue dice on this check, as you were. You have a few moments before the debris starts crashing down. For purple, I wonder if I should upgrade. It's up to you. Um... Do we want this to be the plot for the rest of this session? <laughs> it's up to you. I mean, we're going to have to climb out of this pit. You know that's going to take Imogen hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to upgrade it because I don't want to lose our ship. Okay. So and I'm going to do the flashback. Okay. What is the nature of this flashback then? I think it is you and smug Cerberus scientist. He's like, why, yes, Lily, we need to go. Or, excuse me, Colonel. Uh, we need to go capture some more of these xenomorph samples. Uh, I trust you can maneuver this contraption from point A to point B. It should be a simple enough thing for you. Look over there! And, like, you saw it ten minutes ago. You could see, like, the Zerg hive cluster. You had seen it, cataloged it in your head, like, okay, that's not a threat. And he's like, no, they're coming towards us! What are you doing? And he, like, tries to grab the controls. And you have to, like, simultaneously pilot this thing while holding off a crazed scientist who's panicking. Oh my gosh. This is partially why I don't like scientists. A little bit, perhaps. All right. So two upgrades. Are you rolling four yellows? Four yellows and a green. Oh, sweet. You're getting two blue dice from your previous advantages. Don't forget those. Three successes and five advantages. Okay. It gives away. You're able to quickly blast up out of it and stay above pretty much all the debris as it collapses in and it forms a nice hidden place, you can actually like snugly fit Saffron in and you won't have to climb up out. Oh, nice. So it just looks like another piece of junk. Excellent. You can sort of face Old Red out 
so it really looks like it's just not even like a, a spaceship. Are you seeing already? Hey, stuff? that's that's our hover bike you're talking about. <laughs> Imogen failed her coordination check with two threats as well. With two threats. Are we talking wounds or are we talking crits here? I feel like at that point we're talking a crit. Okay. Uh, so you can just roll d100. 47. This is appropriate. Head ringer. Whack! Yes, you smash your head. You're effectively concussed. The target increases the difficulty of all intellect and cunning checks by one. Oh no, not my cunning. Until this crit is healed. It is a nasty whack. This Good thing you're level... not our smart character or anything. <laughs> yeah, nor our cunning character. This is a level two crit? This is a level two crit. Yeah, that's a nasty one. I wonder if there's a doctor on this rock. You're right. It's a nasty, like, you're seeing double kind of thing. I hear a big old clang. <laughs> there's, all, there's all the clangs outside the ship, but then there's also the clanging inside the ship. Yeah. Your vision starts to come back. Whoa, okay. There's still a persistent ringing in your ears, though. Oh, that was not our smoothest landing. Sorry. I mean, not technically a crash. <laughs> Didn't hurt the ship too much. <laughs> Just one strain is all we took. Of course, my mechanics check to fix the strain is going to have increased difficulty. I'm sure it'll be fine. So, I mean, with the concussion, is that something that's obvious? Like, Imogen kind of knows, like, I bang my head real bad. I'm not... Yeah. You probably know, like, you're not operating at 100% capacity right now. Okay, but it's not like she's bleeding or anything, so... No. I won't know about it. Probably I was busy piloting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll get up and I'll, I'll like, be kind of steadying myself against the lab bench or whatever and trying to decide whether this is something I think I can treat myself or not. I don't have anything to make treating crits easier. Nope, and you're not Zerg, so you can't use your Zerg database to help you. And this is a level two crit. Yep. So for me to fix it myself would be four dice. Yes. Uh, does Malorn have any medicine? Or Surely Mira's got to have a doctor. Maybe you can ask her for help. Oh, jeez. Malorn psionically fixed my lungs last time. I'm not sure I want him to do that to my like, brain. To your brain? Let's see. If I had Lily help me, that would be a blue die. Yep. I think I'm going to leave this alone for now. Whether you're traveling in your ship or Malorn's ship, you will have like at least a day or whatever en route, so you can always decide then to try to fix things. Yeah, I think probably... I realize that I've badly smashed my head up, but I also feel like that's a reason not to do it myself. If I'm having trouble focusing my eyes, I don't want to start like putting shots together and things like that. Yes. Yeah, it probably occurs to you like some concoction of super drugs and rest will help you recover, but it's hard to focus right now. Yeah. All right. So uh, I fixed my braid, which has gotten messed up by the head knocking. Yep. What a mess. And um, look at my watch for like a little too long as I like focus my eyes to see that, yes, we have some time to go deliver this letter before Malorn is expected. Yep. That is complete with a reason in your ship. You don't have to climb out of the pit, thankfully. Yeah. There's got to be a medic on this place, though. Somewhere. Maybe expensive, but probably has a lot of experience with a lot of injuries. That's true. We don't have that much money. <laughs> And who knows what we might have to deliver. Anyway, Lily doesn't say any of this because she doesn't know. Imogen just got knocked around a little bit. Knocked around, but she looks okay. I'm sure she'll be fine. I mean, she zones out sometimes anyway. That's true. Her nose isn't bleeding, so I mean, that's a major plus. Yeah. 
actually the concussion probably will end up looking like zone outs. That is true. All right. So you're in like a less populated area, but you can still get to the bar where Mira was that you knew. That doesn't take too long. Walk around a little bit. You start to see a few people, mainly people just like kind of keeping their own. You see a place that looks kind of like a chop shop, you think. Okay. Taking some scrap in, cutting it up. There's some welding going on. I mean, this planet is full of salvage opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get to that bar without too much trouble. I wonder if Mira's got more sway here than the last time we were around. If she's got a control tower harassing ships coming in. Hmm. Maybe. But we don't know how much power she had before. That's true, because we weren't at the comms of the ship we had coming in. That is a fair point. I remember there was a bit of a... There was some sort of power struggle going on between her and somebody else, because she shot that guy in the bar related to, like, this other group of mercenaries. I vaguely remember this. Feeling like they had some position of power. Yeah. You get to the bar. Uh, It's got the same bartender from before. It doesn't really show any sign of recognition when you come in. There's a few people here and there. You do see there's a couple fellows in the, like, super heavy power armor. They're, like, visors are up, uh, so they're enjoying a drink. The super heavy, like, they do salvage work or more like the mercenary style? They're definitely doing mercenary work. They're packing some serious firepower. Okay, nice. Yeah, it looks pretty impressive. (laughs) You haven't seen stuff like this in a while, Lily. Yeah, like the war pigs. Yeah, I'd say it's similar to war pigs, but it's, it's a different, like, chassis of armor. Okay. It's like the war pigs is like regular marine armor, but more. This is a heavier chassis to begin with. And the same kind of firepower, or is it different? Or uh, even more, it's probably heavier arms firepower. Whereas war pigs are just okay. They're more like general purpose assault, right? Uh, you think you see like a rocket launcher? One of these guys is packing. Oh wow! Okay, Lily's curious about that. So yeah, like serious, like bunker busting equipment, like anti mechanized arms that these guys have. Whereas war pigs are still small arms infantry units, right? More general purpose, lighter. Yes. War pigs are definitely general purpose. These guys, not so much. These guys look like they move slow, but they cause a lot of havoc wherever they go. Right. And this bar is the cruiser, which is a downed cruiser. Ah, I did not remember that detail. I appreciate it. And the mercenary group that Mira was having issues with was run by somebody named Colonel Orlin. Yep. Do these guys have... A sigil or any, like, anything on there, or a symbol, or... You see a lot of different, not tattoos, but, like, stickers and paintings. Give me an average streetwise check to try to identify the relevant... Just anybody who's ever sent them a decal, they've stuck it on their armor. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it's all just fruit stickers. Botanic gardens. A real estate agent sent them a sticker, they got that on. <laughs> it's really, it's what's holding the armor together. Yep. Now I'm thinking about like all the bumper stickers we could be using on Saffron to mend things. <laughs> My other ship is a Zerg. Okay, one success. Okay, there are a lot of different decals on here in different places. Uh, most of them are just like brands of beer or like ammunition that they seem to favor. Particular weapons manufacturers, the key one you recognize as a slightly more prominent position. And you recognize that that is the symbol of like Mira's Marauders. Oh, okay. And it occurs to you, these fellows are, a chassis is called the Marauder chassis, and it fires heavy rockets. Oh, wow. Okay. Lily's impressed. Lily starts drooling. Yeah. 
Imogen also drooling, but for different reasons. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Imogen goes up to the bar to order a drink and to ask if he or she knows where Imogen can Give get in contact. Give me an with average streetwise check first. Not a local. Streetwise, that's a cunning-based thing. Yep. So that'll be three purples to you. I have failure. Bartender kind of, like, disdains to, like, not look at you or pretending not to hear you. Does not even get me a drink? Does not get you a drink. Like, it's not that busy. Clearly they can hear you. But they're cleaning a glass. It's a very important glass. Yeah. They serve one of the marauders something more. I think I'm going to get mad. And I'm going to demand attention and service. Ah, because that's a willpower based. (laughs) (laughs) Not because of that, but... Right, right. But Imogen's usually so chill when people ignore her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what is the difficulty of this coercion check? A red, a purple, and two blacks, because this is this person's bar. They got mirrors and waters right here. They don't have anything to fear from some rando. Yeah, well... Do you mean to try to look scary? You can definitely help, yes. That's entirely up to Lily. Like, Imogen doesn't recognize the Mirror Marauder symbol. Like, she doesn't know that there's other things around here. She's, you know, she's dealing with blacking out at the edges of her vision right now. Right. So if Lily is going to notice Imogen getting feisty at the bar and being like, hey, hey, I've got credits, you know, this is a bar, transactions, business, give me a damn drink. No, Lily's happy to look imposing behind you. Okay, you can definitely get a blue dye for that. I mean, you're... I mean, this isn't you just chewing out Jimmy. This is some guy that won't this give you a drink. Some guy who could be a problem. You're trying to order a drink here. This yeah, is serious. That, that's what this business is for. Also, beer is at stake. Yeah. Well, maybe the problem was you, were, you weren't ordering a beer. Well, now that Lily's at my shoulder, I'll add a beer to my order. Not Wait, did that. you get a smoothie? What, I didn't hear what oh, you... No, it was a whiskey. This is a bar. I was busy trying to think up slang for power armor in case I needed to... Ooh. Something like tin can or... Your suit? Yeah, your tuxedo. Tux. I mean, your tux. That's nice. I have a knack for coercion. Okay. I succeed with triumph. What is it you say that, like, finally gets his this guy's attention? I mean, it could even be that, like, it gets one of Mira's people's attention in the bar. Okay, I think that's even what it is. Maybe what it is is I have, like, the envelope in my hand. And, like, the outside of the envelope, like, says, like, Mira or, I don't know. It's your call what Matt Horner would have written on the outside of such an envelope. I think he goes as ridiculous to, like, yes, to Mrs. Han or whatever. Okay. Even though, like, she's clearly, like, she's kept her name. Yeah. It's, like, so formal. And and they're, like, that's Matt Horner's writing. Yes, and he writes with, like, a calligraphic style, even when he's dashing off a sarcastic note. Yeah, so, like, (laughs) so I have the envelope in my hand, and I'm just kind of, like banging it like edge down like on the bar like to emphasize my statements about like this is a bar and i'm ordering a bloody drink yeah and you make some comment about like that's what the bar is for yeah that's what bars are for if you don't want to tell me where mira is that's fine with me but i still want my damn drink and a beer too from a friend i think what the barkeep does says uh like washing their glass pretty sure i run this bar i get to say what it's for I don't feel like serving you in like the marauder next to him is like, dude, just give the lady a damn drink. <laughs> and like, and, uh, he looks over like, hey, I've seen that handwriting before. You got something for the commander? If you work for Han, I. Mira's marauders, right. 
As he like points to the sigil means nothing to you. All right. Well, I think I, I might learn. At it's this like point. a pink mohawk is the sigil. Okay. That fits with uh, my experiences of Mirahan. Hi. Yeah, she's, I, I've seen that handwriting before. Very weird. Uh, she's, she's always wanting to see that. Hey, come on, get the lady a drink here. The ladies, I'm very sorry, ma'am. Do you know where I can go to deliver this? Yeah, we can take you to see the commander. She'll definitely want to see that. Drink first. She'll understand. (laughs) Meanwhile, you've got a concussion. Yes. (laughs) First thing you do is drink some whiskey. That's definitely how you treat a concussion. Yeah, and uh, the capillaries. Yeah, yeah. Barkeep Danes to serve you just because he doesn't want to upset his regular customer. Still doesn't say anything. How does this guy stay in business, I ask? Yeah, it's kind of a watered-down drink anyway. Or sludge down. I don't know, this place. And I will make an oblique comment to Lily. And, and I will simply say, like, Joey was serving stronger stuff than this last week. <laughs> I taste it. You're not wrong. Listen, you got a problem with the establishment, you can leave. You think the establishment is fine? You can also leave. And the marauder just like, eh, shove off, man. It's just because you're the only bar... For- Ten clicks. That sounds like an opportunity for other businesses. Yeah, well, not a lot of people looking to open up business on uh, Dead Man's Port. You know, salvage planet, no law, active war zone. I think it's this guy's retirement project. Whatever. You wanted to go see the commander. You got this thing for her. If you want, we can just take it to her and you can be get out of here. I have to hand deliver it. That was my charge. Hey, whatever. Doesn't make a difference to me. Who knows what it says, that it's probably not that important that it's hand-delivered by one person that doesn't read it. I mean, clearly I didn't go out of my way to deliver it, but I was on the planet anyway. You know, maybe it's not dated, so it doesn't matter. I don't think they dated. Oh, zing. (laughs) The runner tells you it's only not that far. He does ask, uh, as you're walking, like, so what brought you to Dead Man's Port? Just deliver this single letter? I tossed him one of our business cards. Austin, give me a cool check. Because you do have an ulterior motive here. I do. That is true. Just two purples. Haha, ha, presence-based. But on our business card, deliveries and acquisition of items and stuff like that. That is true. I succeed my cool check. Okay. He doesn't bat an eye. Uh, Lily, what do you do? You're, you're walking in with these two fellows in amazing power armor. She's ogling the tuxedo. Yeah. Lily says, what kind of power you got on that thing? Oh, this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mira's hooked us up. We got these, uh, well, we acquired them from a former battalion of uh, Hammer Securities. Uh, these things fire P-28 concussive grenades. It's Kelmorian? Well, not anymore. So is Kelmorian power armor meant, like, is there anything that has a reputation for being good or uh, heavy? I guess Kelmorian seems like it would be, like, heavy. I don't know why. Yeah, it's adapted from, like, a mining design. Right. Since they're into mining and heavy industry. But it was adapted for warfare purposes. And it actually, he goes on, he's like, it's only loaded with like two grenades at a time. But he like points to the giant like reactor on the back. Like, but this manufactures more all the time. So I never run out of grenades. Sweet. As long as I keep it loaded with like enough scrap and stuff. So is it custom? Apparently that's standard on this chassis. But they're hard to, hard to get a hold of. You gotta have a... If you want to build a chassis like this, you got to have some sort of special tech lab. I don't know. How does it ride? It's uh, it's a little slow. you got to get used to it. Uh, a lot of Marines can't handle it. 
They're used to putting on a hustle. You just you just don't do that. You just pick up one foot, put it in front of you, put it down. Pick up the other foot, you know, fire off a grenade, look off in the distance, take a shot of shim, a shot of stim, put the other foot down. You know, just kind of a plod along. What's the hurry when you have all the grenades you need? Yeah, yeah, that's what I figure. And, you know, if you want to get someone to hurry, you ride a bus or something. Right. Yeah, Lily's happy to talk about his armor and if there's any other customizations or... This guy has gotten the shells, like, they'll fire and, like, it is a massive concussion. And he's like, yeah, I've, we were contracted to fight some Zerg on some planet. This stuff is great. Fire blasts to these and do a nest of Zerglings. They get all just confused. They can't move around hardly for a couple seconds. Right. It's like regular grenades. So it's like, you know, you can hurt them, but it's not enough. Better just, like, blast it in there. They don't know what's going on. Get your fire bat friend in. Roast them. Problem solved. Is that one of the jobs you do? A lot of mercenary work. It's Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mirrors and marauders were, like, for hire or something. Yeah, but it's usually relatively big jobs. A lot of mercenary companies, they'll take, like, war pigs. They focus on a, many, a large number of small jobs. But, uh... Mirrors Marauders is more, you know, a corporate level. Battle scale. Yeah, yeah. You want to win a war, you hire Mirrors Marauders. You just want to win a battle, you can hire war pigs or Hammer or whoever. Whenever we reach our destination and, like, they turn or whatever, Imogen doesn't. Her head is, like, so fuzzy. She's kind of, like, forgotten what we're doing and, like... Oh, it's like you're Lily. Everything they're saying is just, like, washing over her. Yep, it's just... Uh, yeah, you d- they definitely all turn uh, to go into, like, some compound. Imogen, you're stuck there for a couple seconds before you realize, I don't hear that droning. Person. Oh, oh, over there. But they eventually bring you in. These two fellas, they go right into some office. It doesn't seem that particularly opulent. They knock on the door like, Hey, uh, Commander, these two uh, ladies, they got a letter for you. Look, kind of fancy script. Uh, and there's Mira, like, at a desk. Her, like, cybernetic eye, her pink mohawk. She's like, oh, who is it now? What is she doing? Is she on a computer? Is she like... She's not on a computer. She's doing some kind of planning or something, it looks like. She's got little, like, figurines on a map laid out. Uh, She does, on her desk, she's got, like, a picture of Matt Horner. Not a picture of her with him, just, like, a picture of him? Is it, like, a formal portrait of him? Yeah. Okay. It's, like, a little five by seven. Like, it was clearly, like, a formal picture of him for something. Is he in uniform? Yes, he is. Is it like the Admiral trappings, or is this an older picture? It's a slightly older picture. It's not quite Admiral. Give me like a knowledge Terran check of two purples. <sighs> of three purples, you mean? Of three purples. I can help, though. Lily could help. You know a thing or two about military ranks and such? Success. Okay, it was like captain level, not as high as Admiral. This is like a muttered conversation of Imogen being like, what rank is that? That doesn't look like what he was wearing on the Hyperion. And he just corrects her. Yeah. Yeah, and even though, Lily, like, clearly you were in the army in some context. Uh, like, fleet. It's some whole different other scale that's hideously complicated. So then I might say captain, I think. Uh, yes, but Mira is right there. She looks up, she's like, oh, what do you have for me? She's, like, looking around. She, you, You're carrying the letter. Yep, I stretch it out and, and hand it to her, and I... She snatches that right up. But like, she doesn't open it right away. She looks at it like, ah. She almost, like, smells it. It's been in my pocket of my jacket for months. <laughs> it smells great. Yeah, it actually smells good relative to everything else on this planet. Yeah. 
yeah, and I, I tell her uh, my apologies that it's taken so long to deliver this, but we hadn't been this way in a while. Uh, dear Matthew's words are always worth the wait. Uh, she takes out like a really sharp knife slash letter opener, slices it right open. There's just like a little post-it note. And like, you can tell there's not much written on it, but she reads it. Ah, oh dear Matthew, you always know the way. <laughs> she takes up, like, folds it up, puts it in her pocket. Ah, well, I thank you for bringing me words from my, my dear Matthew. Did he seem well to you? He was busy. <sighs> yes, that man really should take a break. If you run across him, you should tell him he should take a vacation to a lovely dead man's port. Oh, so you don't need one yourself then? I'm afraid I have uh, business that calls to me as well. But I do not need to trifle you with such details. Can I make a perception check? Or... What are you trying to ascertain? She's got this like battle map out. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I think perception is fair, which is cunning based. I feel like it's two purples and a black, but you're standing right next to Lily. Three purples. Yep. You know we can fail a lot of checks. What's the damage? We're not, not even going to find Malone today. We're just going to spend the whole day with Mira. I'm sure Mira will go with you to Iceberg Station to deal with whatever. Success with Triumph. You can tell this is a map of another region of Dead Man's Rock. And you're looking at it, you can see some forces are clearly marked out with her like symbol. And there's another set of forces that are marked out with a different symbol. And you recognize like this is her battle plan for trying to like finally push out Colonel Orlin and solidify her grip on the planet. To you, it kind of looks like a stalemate. And if these distances are all, like, accurate on this map, and, like, you can see Mira is, like, she's, like, staring at it. She's not really sure what's going on with it either. It looks like there's something she's overlooking. And it, like, oh, like, there's... If her, like, siege tanks can fire this far, she could just set them up here and just, like, fire on his command center from a distance. As opposed to, like, trying to plow through his front door. I mean, we were talking about all of the firepower on these guys, so maybe that's something you're like, well, if this does that, then and we all didn't that, even think you were listening. Yeah, all that I wasn't directly paying attention to, now I'm like it like reverberates inside my head. Yeah, it does kind of reverberate. You're like, it comes back to you like, oh, okay, okay. It just, you know, it took another 10 minutes to get there. Uh, and you're not normally like a tactically strategy-oriented person, but like this is a like planning problem, which is kind of Imogen's wheelhouse. Modern leader. Are you saying with this triumph, I can just suggest this thing? Or are you saying that I... It will upgrade like a suggestion. Okay. Or it can be like a bargaining chip or something you might want for her. I don't think I would explicitly like demand something. I think it would kind of be like a charm check to like politely suggest like, oh, have you considered this thing? Yeah, I think that's completely reasonable. But mechanically what I want out of it is like access to her medic or something like that. That sounds like a negotiation check. But that's not what Imogen's goal is. That's what my goal is. Imogen wants to like share this information. And I would like to say that like in a narrative fashion, the manner in which their interaction is like Mira realizes that Imogen has this huge bruise across her head and her eyes are dilated. Okay. Like, okay. You could make the suggestion and say, but I'm not sure I did knock my head pretty hard earlier or something like that. So you can give her the information. Yeah. I think you can use the triumph in the fashion that you can make this charm check to offer this to her in a polite uh, fashion. You will not get an upgrade, but provided you succeed, she will recognize this and offer you some medical help. Okay. But we do have a story point. I will use the story point. Uh, I think she's three purples. 
she does not have built-in cool and she is known to be you know just kill a man in a bar for no reason and to take on weird obsessions can i get a blue die from lily yes and you can get a blue die from just exceeding in your perception check too okay that there is something missing here i imagine part of what's happening is like imogen is talking about the map and like searching for words and part of the searching for words is her brain is not fully functional and lily is like providing the names of units and things like that yeah like well if you take this 14th uh siege tank brigade and she's like these boxy guys yeah all right six successes this is social combat would be like straight to compromise it's true that's true uh mira is like a little skeptical at first you're just some this person she vaguely remembers you uh, you delivered this letter to her. You delivered one from her. She's like, hmm, you know, I had not got to considering that sector yet. But I think you may be right. I noticed that your uh, your accent is unusually uh, thick today. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you had a, a bit of a rough landing. I don't know if you need some assistance yourself. If I'm not going to be sending all of my troops through this meat grinder... I will certainly have more medics available. They might be able to offer you some assistance in the short term. Imogen says, I, I think I think that should be good. I did, did get knocked about a bit. Uh, yes, the, the choices on Dead Man's Port are either to pay exorbitant docking fees or to take your chances landing on trash. I see you chose the latter today. Yes, ma'am. Ah, uh, yes. It's the first uh, trash lunch is always, always uh, an adventure. She, like, snaps her fingers. And uh, from another room, uh, you hear someone in some kind of power armor getting up. It's not one of those suture suits, is it? Uh, it is, yes. <laughs> there looks to be an older woman in there, and she is smoking. And she's in this medic power armor. Of course. Everybody with their cigars. Yeah, what you want, Mira? Uh, could you uh, check on this little one? She's uh, hit her head quite nasty, but done us a good turn. I'd appreciate it so much if you could, uh, let me word this carefully, help her feel better. You don't need to take care of her. <laughs> She's a friend. Yeah. Mirahan definitely chooses her words carefully. The medic takes another deep pull on her cigar. Ah, right, come this way, sweetheart. Yeah, it's, uh, it looks pretty gross. Uh, she takes you to another room that's like dimly lit. There's some kind of, like, surgical table. Doesn't look cleanest. I was gonna say, is that part of the reason for the dim lighting? Is that you can't see how dirty it is? Yeah, it's probably... It's Look, it's for your mental health that it's dim lighting. It's because she's so hungover all the time. All right. All right, let's see. That's What happened to you? <sighs> Got some, uh, venereal disease? You sure you're sober? You sure you want to get help or not? I smacked my head. Well, that was dumb. You smacked your head? When we landed, you sent me careening into a wall. You did. I'm sorry. That was dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> eh, you probably deserved it anyway. <laughs> Lily postures a little. Lily's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. She wants her to help Imogen, but nobody deserves a knock to the head. Well, some people do, but... Man, most of us have done something dumb at some point, and you deserve a knock to the head when you do that. A bartender deserves a knock to the head. What was that, sweetheart? Nothing, ma'am. <laughs> some, like, flame comes up. All right, she takes up, like, a 
super bright flashlight, like puts it like right in your eye, image in, and you're, yep, 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 not, not quite coming together. All right, sit down here. We're gonna have to strap you in a little bit. Well, that strap's not gonna work too great. Strap me in? What are we, what are we strapping me in for? Hey, hey, who's the doctor? Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're gonna want to bite down on this. She's got like an old like wooden rod. Amputating anything here? Oh, you don't want the lobotomy. I can hold you. I can hold her. Lily would much rather be holding her than having her strapped. <laughs> you know what? That's probably fine. Good strong lass like you. Hold her down. That's probably good. <clears throat> well, you done knocked up your head, right? I. So, among other things, I'm gonna give you a shot of, like, she rattles off, like, three different drugs that you've never heard of. We gotta do that. Those are gonna cause an increase of swelling and pressure. We gotta release that pressure. I'm gonna have to drill into your skull in order to release that pressure. So I want you nice and still when that happens. Can I make like a medicine check to assess this lady? Absolutely. Lady's place. This is a two purple medicine check. It's as hard as the crit would be, but of course that's increased in difficulty for you. She doesn't pull out leeches. I'm not sure what she's doing. She's got a power drill. I succeed my check. It's probably not necessarily the way you would go about doing it, but it does sound like it's a strategy that definitely should work. And it's rather than like, well, I'll just medicate and keep an eye on it. Like, this should work and it should work quick. It is perhaps higher risk. Okay. You need, like, you need another hole in your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you got shot just the right way with a bullet, that would probably do it too. But, uh, you know, bullets are kind of valuable, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) All right, bite down on this. I mean, I look at Imogen. Is she in this? Because I do not have to hold her down. We can leave. <laughs> I, I'm fine with this procedure. I would just like things sterilized. Sterilized up. Sterilized. She reaches over to cabinet, pulls out. All right, sterilized. <sighs> all right, it's one for you. One for all of us. Uh, she's got a strong whiskey. That'll make this more tolerable. To make this more tolerable, she sterilizes the rod. She just dumps it on a bunch of her tools, her power drill, on her hands, on your hands. One more for her. Her hands are steadier after that. Yep. All right. Now you hold still and you hold her. Let's uh, take care of this right away. Uh, And she takes the drill. And like, Imogen, from your perspective, like, this feels so weird. She properly numbed you, one of the drugs. Uh, was sort of a... She doesn't slice the skin first? Uh, she's got a nice... It's like a hole saw, actually, so just... Okay. It's a pretty nice power drill. So the, the other drugs, what types of effects do they have? Uh, so there's some anesthesia, there's some swelling, and there's some that will help you actually recover more quickly. Right. It is like a bit of a vicious cocktail. When this is done, you will need a resilience check. Okay. But she's able to... Drill in, and she's marked it exactly the right depth so she can pull out the bone without, like, touching your brain at all, without even touching the blood-brain barrier there. So it's like you can hear the drill, and you can feel the vibration, but you don't actually feel pain. You don't feel any pain. It is so weird. Uh, But you've got that nice cocktail. you got that whiskey going. There's a membrane on top. Yeah, there's a membrane. Unless she goes through that. No, she does not go through that. that. She's actually very steady. But, like, she just, it, it looks very slipshod. Like, she marked with painter's tape on the drill. She, like, looks at your head, looks at the drill for a second, looks at your head again, like, just kind of marks it real quick. And then just pulls out the piece. Yeah, give that to the tooth fairy. 
<laughs> Malorn's gonna show up and you have a hole in your head. Yeah. Like, what have we been up to? She takes that, gives it like drugs, and it's kind of pulsating a little bit. She like taps ever so lightly. Yeah, 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 you're gonna be okay. Takes out like a band-aid, slaps it on. How big is this hole? Like a quarter inch. So big. She just puts a band-aid on it? I guess she does whatever important medical stuff. Like a <laughs> get like the piece of bone to put back in for later i did you want this back in all right normally we put a little piece of like metal in there all right we'll put the bone back in i mean the bone would i think it would grow would knit maybe not as strong but take a little bit of time but we can seal this seal this back like you have to wait like 15 minutes or whatever for the swelling to equalize uh as part of this she could caulk it caulk it ah we'll just like fix the braid to go back around it yeah so it just takes a little bit of time, and then yeah, she puts it back in, puts some some sort of glue type material in there, nice little bandage. She's like, now hang on one second. She like reaches down into like another drawer, and she does pull out a lollipop. Uh, new actually. So there's that going for it. Oh, there you go, Squirt. I just picture all of the marauders that are injured walking around with a sucker. You know, it's an incentive not to get injured. <laughs> I would like a hard resilience check. You do get a blue because she had some advantages. So, you know, she put the bone back in properly and everything. Success with one threat. You'll just take a strain as you, like, steady yourself for a second. You can feel, like, the blackness on the edge for a second. And then, like, as she puts the Band-Aid on top of you, she hits you with, like, one more drug. Which is, you don't know what that was. She didn't mention that at the beginning. And it's, okay, okay. It's like your, your faculties are coming back to you now. Shake your head clear. Yeah, this room is disgusting. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, sorry I couldn't get you the auto suture on the last part. Uh, it's been uh, broken. I had some complaints about it. Still working on it. That's that's fine. It's uh, it feels much better now. Thank thank you very much. Ah, uh, take care of yourself, sweetheart. What about you? Anything wrong with you? Uh, nope. You sure you, you look a little too tall? We can try to. You want to be a little shorter? We can try that. Too tall for what? Ah, good point. <laughs> Alright, you two take care. I don't want to see you in here again. Thanks, Doc. Neither do we. <laughs> she lights up another cigar. As you come out of that room, you realize the whole room is, there's a bit of a haze of smoke in there. But you are feeling better. Your crit is healed. Hooray. You alright? Aye. Aye. Everything seems a little, a little clearer. We can rest until the meeting. I don't really think I want to stay here. I met in this ship. Aye, yeah. going, going back to the ship sounds like a good idea. You've been listening to Fraud Investigators. Set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.